Parker McCollum here on WCMP. It's 7.37 for your time. It's time for Law and Disorder, brought to you by Melzark Sewer and Excavation. Let's welcome in Reese Fredrickson. Reese, what's up, man? Not much. I'm just burning it down. Yeah. Um, that's arson, <laughs> by the way. It, it is, yeah. If, if anybody knows arson, it would be you. Um, and then somebody well, else that's been in the news, I guess, at least a little bit here, it would seem as well, allegedly. Right. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Man. Uh, let's not burn anything. No, no, I just yeah. Now that song's gonna be in my head. I... Is um, arson? I feel like leaves a lot of um, what's that called? Clues? No, I'm not like evidence. Ash. Um, yeah, that's evidence. the word. I'm, that's the word I'm looking for. I feel like arson is a big evidence crime. Is it not? You know, arson. Or you not know? Arson cases are fairly difficult to prove. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. Go on if you don't mind. Well, obviously you have a fire and a fire burns everything up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's pretty rare that we actually see arson cases. And, and the ones that we do see are the usually get a suspect nearby. Um, but say, I mean, I investigated, um, I, I should say the fire marshal and the sheriff's office. I, this is years ago, but we investigated a, a re- restaurant fire. And you could tell that somebody would set said it because they left a grease trap open left an oven on or a stove on and then left the building and eventually at some time in the middle of the night it, it blew up and you know went to fire but we just could not prove who was actually there so sometimes we have items of arson but huh. we just can't prove who was the one that did it you know you don't really have much for dna and it's usually it, it comes down to finding somebody who admits or somebody a witness hmm yeah, so not, I'm not. I'm in enc- the wrong business, I guess. I, I'm not encouraging anybody to burn up anything because, um, you know, usually somebody's a beneficiary of an insurance policy, and sometimes you can connect the dots that way. But yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's it's generally difficult to prove as a crime. So I, I've only seen a couple arson cases in my career that have been uh, up to come up to my my level, I guess. Oh, interesting. Um, I never thought about that. Yeah, and now I know. Um, did you bring a case to talk about today, Reese? Yeah, I did. Um, unfortunately, not arson, but um, I, well, fortunate it's not arson too. I guess we don't we don't <laughs> right. need arson cases, but okay. We do not. No, no. So this one is actually involves a number of crimes, um, drugs, and fleeing, and kind of an interesting flea that we have here, uh, motor vehicle flea. So this person's name is Dakota Caleb Medicine. He's 32 years old. He hails from beautiful Baudette, Minnesota. Ooh, I've been there. Have you ever been to Baudette? A couple of times, yes. Uh, I'm sure you were going Lake of the Woods fishing or something like Abs- that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Now, I went up there with a buddy um, from college that was from Baudette. Oh. Went and played some hockey at their Baudette Ice Arena or something like that. Random random town that I've visited. Now, everybody else, a lot of people have been there just because of Lake of the Woods, but right. I've actually never gone fishing there. I just went up there one time. It was random. Um, it's about a, it's what you expect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably one of those places you visit. You probably don't want to live there, but Lake of the Woods fishing is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, yeah, it's a good time. Okay, so this per from Baudet then he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he made his way south here. Um, so this one goes back a couple of years to December 13th, uh, 2020. In fact, it's 3:19 a.m. in the morning, and uh, Pine County Sheriff's Office receives a report that there's a Nissan Altima that's northbound on Highway 35, our city, and um, this Altima is tailgating a um, female driving her car northbound too, and that it would pass the car, get in front of her, and then slam its brakes, go back and go to the side of her, and 
glare at her, make gestures at her, and then go in front of this car again and slam its brakes. So really odd, aggressive behavior. Sounds um, safe. Yeah. Yeah, very safe. So deputy's up here in Pine City, and he's on the overpass on exit 171 and is waiting for these two cars to speed by. And he does see the ultimate go under the pass. And then, of course, the deputy gets onto the, the interstate here, speeds up, and follows the car. Observe the car as it goes over the fog line so it's not staying within its lane. Sees the car abruptly take the exit at Broon Crossing Road. Goes to the gas station there, and actually it drives around the pumps and then drives out of the station, gets back on the highway, and then gets up to the next exit, which is Highway 23, and drives up the exit doesn't slow down, speeds through the stop sign, and then starts heading uh, west on 23. And at this point, the deputy's like, well, okay, a lot of suspicious behavior, so I'm going to pull this vehicle over. Uh, sirens and lights go on, and um, this guy is doing about 120 miles an hour down Highway 23. Great road for that. Great road for speeding. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like one of the worst roads. Oh, it's we've had so many accidents and deaths on that road. I, I couldn't even begin to go through them all but yeah yeah no exactly so he's speeding 120 miles an hour gets to brook park um abruptly turns on to brook park and um does a bunch of roads cross roads so goes south goes west on mallard gets back on 23 gets on highway 107 on east sod north monument and then he comes back around and then goes back eastbound on 23 so he goes back the other way mm -hmm. And as they get closer to Hinkley, uh, he ends up going north on Highway 61. Deputy follows him up 61. He's calling him, getting back up and stuff. As he's flying up 61, the guy in the Ultima decides to do a U-turn and start heading southbound. So he's going southbound. Deputy's coming northbound. And the Ultima crosses the yellow line and goes at the deputy like he's going to hit him Chicken? head on. Yeah. Okay. Chicken. But at the last second, this guy swerved back into his lane. So he, uh, I don't know if that means he lost the game of chicken. But He did, yes. <laughs> if the cop stayed straight in his lane and he's yep. the one that swerved back, he lost. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So he goes back in his lane, but there's two other deputies that are kind of a, a ways behind. And as one of the deputies knows by the radio, if this car's coming southbound, the deputy starts doing a U-turn on his car, and that's when he's, then Multima speeds up southbound behind him and then hits the deputy's car um, with such force that the Ultima bounces back, goes into the ditch, and when it gets into the ditch, the car actually catches on fire. So, Ooh. yeah, okay. so you've got these three deputies are out there and they have to run. They have to extinguish the fire on the car. Um, the guy won't come out, so they got to break the window, pull him out of the car. And, um, of course, he's so happy for being saved, he starts kicking and hitting the deputies. And I thought you were being serious there for a second, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no. no. I'm huh. <laughs> kind of a deadpan joke. But, yeah, he uh, So yeah, he, he, was, he was apparently angry about being saved out of his burning vehicle. Um, so medical's called because it's a serious accident. Um, ambulance gets there, and then the medical personnel are trying to help him. He rewards them by also fighting with them. They eventually, it's so bad, they eventually have to medicate him to kind of calm him down. And then he's taken to a, a hospital. And so they uh, do a search of the vehicle, and what they find is a, a bunch of methamphetamine, um, enough that 
would suggest that this guy is obviously a drug dealer. And uh, they find one place that they found a bag with 96 grams of meth. Um, they found three grams of meth in another case and 37 grams of meth in a Swiss army bag, several hypodermic needles. And um, throughout his car is a bunch of mail belonging to a bunch of different people. So that suggests that he's engaged in some sort of identity theft too. He, um, when they speak with the driver, he says that he's a Canadian. His name is Thomas Greenleaf. Um, they run records and apparently there is no such thing or no such person as a Canadian named Thomas Greenleaf. Oh. Yeah. So he could have probably picked Thomas Smith or something, but whatever. <laughs> um, so they, uh, they call up another law enforcement agency because they have digital fingerprint scanners. And so this agency comes up, um, run his prints, and they find out that he is this Dakota Medicine, and he has numerous arrest warrants for his arrest throughout uh, the state. Um, look at his record. He has 12 prior felony convictions. Um, most of them are burglaries, so that might explain why he's got so much mail. He's probably up to his old habits. And he was just about two weeks ago, he was sentenced to 128 months in prison for the first degree drugs, which is the top count. So he's, uh, this is somebody who's basically dangerous person mm -hmm. and um, has victimized a lot of people and would have been victimizing more people had he gotten away with this. And so he's going to be off the streets for a while. Well, great job there once again, and a great job to all the... Uh the police officer and stuff like that for helping put out the fire and uh, all oh, that fun fire stuff. reference. Did you do that on purpose? You know me. Of course I did it on purpose. <laughs> I do everything on purpose. Not with purpose, but everything on purpose at least. Well, uh, Reese, thank you so much for keeping us updated. Uh, interesting facts about some arson you got for us, and uh, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Look forward to it next month. That's a look at Law and Disorder brought to you by Melzark Sewer and Excavation.